Hello everyone, this is Bonnell with the January 6th Insurrection Podcast. It is the 4th of July. This is a surprise bonus session, I guess you would call it. I was not going to even say anything today, but watching broadcast news, which I usually do to get their perspective of what the pulse is of the average citizen uh, that doesn't watch cable news and talk about the tail that wags the dog. The majority of the Sunday news broad, you know, not cable news, broadcast news, like normal channels that people watch in their local station. It's unbelievable how they are not focusing on the right um, points. And as usual, they're focusing on the um, on the witness. And case in point, Cassie Hutchinson. Hutchinson, Cassidy Hutchinson. I keep trying to get her name correct. But they're saying, well, it was hearsay and that, regardless, she heard something she knows something and that is important what is important is what donald trump um did that day and i had to watch the hearing again because i think it's important to watch it more than once because there's so much going on that it's um it's unbelievable and I wanted to first talk about 4th of July and what the meaning of Independence Day and remind myself why um, there is something called the Declaration of Independence. And I'm going to keep this real simple. Um, You know, the founders um, created the Declaration of Independence to get away from the crown and King George III. And, you know, it's funny how I talk about um, the former presidents, um, George Bush the first, who is King George the first, and then his son, King George the second, and then of course Donald Trump, who would have been King George the third, right? But um, we declare our independence from a um, group of conspirators, and they need to reread the Constitution so they can understand what their role and responsibilities were as government employees, and their role and responsibility did not include taking over um, the uh, peaceful transfer of power. And that, you know, and I started thinking, how are these people celebrating the Fourth of July? Because everything that they believe is contradictory to what this day is all about. And I find that difficult to square. How do you square that circle, right? How, how do they do that? And they do that through um, indoctrination and ignoring the facts. But the facts are as follows. Mark Meadows is deep in this. And it's funny because I had to reread some of the um, quotes that they were uh, mentioning on the last session. And so let me reread some of the important quotes. January 10th, 2021. Okay, so um, four days after the insurrection. 
Representative Kevin McCarthy, Republican leader. Again, the only discussion I would have with him is that I think this will pass, and it would be my recommendation you should resign. Um, I mean, that would be my take, but I don't think he would take it, but I don't know, okay? So that was House Republican leadership call, Kevin McCarthy. Wow. You know, I get, it's funny because I get Kevin McCarthy and Mark Meadows confused because they look alike. Um, And I don't know why I keep confusing them, but I'm sure there's a reason why. Okay, so new audio. McCarthy calls Trump's behavior on January 6th atrocious and totally wrong. So here we go. Another minority um, leader, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah, but what the president did is atrocious and totally wrong from the standpoint. We are 12 days away. I mean, the one point I'd make with Biden, if you have, and and then they cut it off at that point. But my point is, is that Kevin McCarthy is deep in it as well. And I keep saying the common thread here is the Freedom Caucus, um, Peren, Tea Party, Close Peren. That's who that group is. So why do they keep popping up? And getting back to some of the um, potential criminal charges for the 45th president. Like I said, I'm going to keep this short. I'm going to try to cover them um, quickly. One, constructing a congressional proceeding. I'm sorry, obstructing a congressional (laughs) proceeding. Two, conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Three, seditious conspiracy. Four, wire fraud. And five, witness tampering. And two of those they just did and and showed in the last hearing. Witness tampering they talked about and wire fraud. Wire fraud is Trump getting on a phone and calling um, Georgia and asking for 11,000 votes. That's wire fraud. In my, it may be something else, but um, it looks like it to me. Seditious conspiracy? That's a no-brainer. This whole thing is seditious conspiracy. Conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Well, where should I begin? Um, um, Four years of the 45th administration. That is conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Obstructing a congressional proceeding. Well, that's a no-brainer. Um, he had his riot on January 6th at the Ellipse and then told his rioters to go to um, the Capitol and seek and destroy. But now we're finding out that quite possibly um, he um, didn't agree with going there. And I know there's a lot of uh, discussion about um, what Cassidy Hutchinson said. This is just another example of the tail wagging the dog. Okay, whether she has it absolutely correct or not, something happened in that car. But regardless, the president still wanted his 
supporters and allies to go to the Capitol. And he knew, once again, that they were armed. So he wanted armed individuals to go to the Capitol to do what um, seditious conspirators do. Okay, this is contradictory to everything that the Constitution is about. And I thought that being the 4th of July, that I would get this out there. And um, I don't know why I needed to, but I really uh, wanted to understand what the Republican Party do on this day, other than pretend to um, support the United States. Because that's, what they're doing is not supporting the United States government. What they're doing is fighting um, a big lie. Hola everyone, this is Bonnell with the January 6th Insurrection Podcast, and it is another interesting day, I would say week. The committee has scheduled a hearing for July 12th, which is a few days away, and I am interested to know exactly what direction they're going, because the latest and the greatest news was um, Pat Cipollone, the White House attorney, um, who works for the United States government, not Donald Trump, the president. He works for the United States government. Pat Cipollone, whose real name is Pasquale Anthony Cipollone, right? But he goes by Pat. So Pat Cipollone has an interesting background. And, like I said, always check their background. He is a corporate attorney and um, a good one. So, I'm not going to dig too much into this guy as of now, but he has a lot of um, white shoe corporate law background. I'm not going to start naming law firms, but um, you could just Google it and find out for yourself. So his background is um, interesting, to say the least. And he apparently was involved in a lot of conversations with Donald Trump. Of course, he's the White House attorney, so he has to be right in there, right? So... In May 2019, there was a White House meeting where President Trump directed the National Security Advisor, John Bolton, to extract damaging information on Democrats from Ukrainian officials. Remember that? That was a good one. That was John Bolton, that walrus-looking asshole, um, who has been... Um, just a thorn in democracy side since he uh, became involved. And the facts that he knows about these things, and he hasn't come forward and said them out loud about this meeting that um, we all knew was true, but um, nobody believed it because everyone was defending the impeached president, right? He did it. He said it. It's not part of the Constitution. He shouldn't have um, been able to propose that lie. And just keeps going and going and going with that information. Pat Cipollone was in that room. 
So in January 2021, he was present at another White House meeting where he reportedly argued against a proposal to replace acting attorney Jeffrey Rosen, right? So Pat Cipollone was in that meeting again where Dum Dum 45 was trying to replace Rosen, the attorney general, with Clark, Jeffrey Clark. So they all... Pat Cipollone included was in that room when this was going down again so he has been a fly on the wall for some time and the fact that he won't do this in person is unconscionable I cannot believe that he is going to do that and thankfully he's not pleading the fifth yet and has narrowed his questions that can be asked of him listen You are the White House lawyer. You work for the United States government. You don't work for Donald Trump. You do, but you don't, right? Your interests should be for the American people, not for who was sitting in the president's seat at the time trying to get these people to do his bidding and to undercut us on the world stage and people if you want to know why we the why putin is walking around shirtless is because donald trump gave him a get out of jail free card okay and i'm not even going to get into lindsey graham yet but i'm going to just put his name in the corner for now but you know, the Queen has spoken. He will not take part in this charade. Well, let me tell you, you're in a lot of trouble, Lindsey Graham. And I think that, you know, it's so funny how they say they're not going to cooperate. Well, listen, the people of South Carolina, when Um, people start asking you uh, to do things that you think are out of the question of law say I don't agree and walk away and say Lindsey Graham can do it why can't I see this is the problem is that we allow these elected and he's been around since I've been on this earth so I don't know who this guy is and how how he's been able to stay in power this long with this kind of record calling up legislators to ask nefarious questions about voting from a different state okay where there's smoke there's fire he should he should be they should have already put him in handcuffs and brought him into the federal building and asked him these questions why they're letting this guy continue to walk on the senate floor after this debacle he is a two-face he is a two-face one minute he wants to impose the 25th amendment the next he is saying that uh, donald trump is the greatest president that ever lived this is the problem folks with our country is that we have leaders who can't give us straight answers and another thing about pat cipollone he never would have came forward if it wasn't for cassidy hutchinson doing her duty as a government employee and telling the truth 
Meaning, remember, she mentioned Pat Cipollone. Pat Cipollone was the guy that went to Mark Meadows, that fucking piece of shit, and said, um, you got to do something because they're going to hang Mike Pence. And Mark Meadows, of course, responded like a, um, <laughs> I don't even know what to call you, because it's so unbelievable that your capital which you are responsible for is being burned down and you're on your phone right texting who knows who uh, we're going to find out which is going to be really interesting um, because i'm going to keep pushing for that at the moment that she walked in that room what minute was he on that phone and what was he texting that exact minute that's what we need to know see that's what people are interested in at that moment, Cassidy Hutchins said she went in there, they went in there, Pat Cipollone. Who was he on the phone with? Who was he texting at that exact moment? We know. We know exactly that. We just need to know what was he doing because he wasn't doing his job and he's derelict of duty of protecting the Capitol, right? Even if Dum Dum had already um, given up the ship because that basically is what he did. He, he um, left his post, and the ship is going down. And Mark Meadows, being second in command at that moment in that room, um, also derelict of duty, right? So everybody, imagine there's a, um, you're in a war, because that's where we are. And the uh, platoon leader turns around and says, um, you know, the people who are shooting us, shooting at us are strong and powerful and a genius. And then the next guy after him backs up what he says, where does that leave your, the rest of the troops? What are they fighting for? If the leader is agreeing with the opponent, that's basically what is going down here. It's just semantics at this point. Trump abandoned his post as a um, commander, Mark Meadows, as his um, second-in-command, did the same thing. We know what he did because it's on his phone. What was he doing? He should have been calling the, the guard to get over there. But instead of that happening, um, somebody was arranging Mike Pence's um, demise, the vice president. And we don't even know half of it. Who knows what was going on? Because he didn't want to get in the car because Secret Service. And then this guy, Ma Arnato, you know, he's not even really the Secret Service. He was, but then Trump hired him. So, you know, he's his client. I mean, it is dirty across the board. And we're all kind of looking around and waiting for the, the, the key to unlock um, the door. Well, guess what? We have the keys and we have the lock. It's just a matter of everyone agreeing that this is what happened. And I don't understand, you know, somebody said the other day, it's gonna be interesting when they go to court because you can't spin the fact. And the facts are the constitution and they were not following it. They were subverting it and breaking it and breaking the law of many crimes in the process. That really is what's at stake here. And I'm interested to find out exactly how much deeper 
they can possibly get because at this point, I mean, there's judges everywhere and attorneys everywhere that are saying, uh, and scholars included, that this is, you know, a crime and a theory in search of a crime or a crime in search of a theory. And I, I don't understand what needs to be figured out, right? Number one, derelict of duty. And um, we could start there. Okay, so let's talk about the latest subpoenas that have gone out from um, the court in Georgia in regards to the crimes that the Trump administration tried to um, get the legislators to do what he wanted them to do in the state of Georgia and so the subpoenas went out for, you know, your usual suspects for the other uh, coup um, attempts. Giuliani, of course, Eastman, Clark. I mean, the list goes on and on. And those, specifically Giuliani, I mean, they've got this guy, and it's just a matter of time before he gets uh, put in jail and locked up. I mean, they have crossed a lot of lines, and one being... Um, with Georgia and Georgia doesn't mess around they have their own court and they've been meeting um, since they discovered this problem and they are now um, interviewing the parties um, that were involved and it's the same bunch that was in the uh, Willis um, hotel room that were plotting the coup and the insurrection at the Capitol. I mean, you can't make this shit up. I mean, it's just amazing that we're at this point. But one of the names is Mr. Raffensperger. He was the, I believe he was a, um, a senator, I believe, or something to do in Georgia. I'm not exactly sure how... Um, I'll get that to you later, but for the most part, he was um, in there. And the judge who is investigating this problem in in Georgia, I mean, this this lady, her, her name is Willis, I believe, but she's this is what she said, and it's a quote. Potential violations of Georgia law prohibiting the solicitation of election fraud, the making of false statements to state and local government, bodies, conspiracy, racketeering, violation of oath of office, and any involvement in violence or threats related to elections administration, which they're guilty on all parts because they made a big mistake in harassing um, the voting structure and the administrators. Um, um, that were responsible for that. Case in point, that lady and her mother who um, ran for their lives because these imbeciles were threatening them, saying that they were passing around um, USB and USB uh, USBs. And really, they were just handing each other a piece of gum or whatever it was. See, they tried to create something that really wasn't there. And they targeted these poor African-American people and ruined their lives. And that's unconscionable, right? So they should be held accountable and go to jail, as far as I'm concerned. Because they're um, guilty of everything that, these, that this court is saying that they did. 
trying to pass fake electors, and I mean, it's just insanity. So, okay, let's get back to Raffensperger. Raffensperger wrote, of course, in his book, he's got a book out, Integrity Counts, right? Because he said that he was the guy that Dum Dum 45 called and said, I need 11,000 votes. That other guy on the on the uh, phone was this guy, Raffensperger. He said, quote, I heard that I heard what the president said, and I understand that he has tremendous positional power, right? But I also know that we follow the law and we followed the Constitution. So he's saying that Dum Dum wanted him to break the law and he couldn't, right? Find me 11,000 plus votes. Fellas, give me a break. Those words alone should be enough to indict and arrest and lock away the key. I'm sorry, Mr. 45. Um, the writing's on the wall, and you got to now pay the piper. And I never thought I would have to say that, and I'm believe me, I am not proud at all. It, it makes me upset that this has to happen, but... That's what has kept us safe, and you didn't keep us safe. Look what's happening. Today, Russia, Vladimir Putin's right-hand man, just said that we're about to get what we deserve, meaning a holocaust, nuclear holocaust. That's the threat that we're getting. And thanks to you, um, that potentially could be our future. And it's pretty sad. You know, people say, oh, it'll never happen. Really? You don't think so? Well, guess what? It's... Who knows? The mere fact that they're saying it is a, um, a result of them knowing that we are being led by a bunch of mental defects, right? This is how this works. And that's why that region of the world is looking at us like we're mental defects because of you, right? And that's unfortunate, but that is really what has transpired here. And if you look at it any other way, you're fooling yourself. It's politics. And let me tell you this. The eight years of Barack Obama weren't exactly perfect. But at least he didn't make us look like an asshole like you did overseas, right? I remember a story that a conservative group came out um, because um, Barack Obama bowed uh, to, um, I think it was the Chinese leader at the time, I don't know. But I kind of laughed about it. I was like, well, he's just following protocol. That doesn't make him look weak. That makes him look kind because he's, you know, when in Rome, you do what they do. And I would do the same thing. I would bow because that's how they say hello, right? Stay away. Give me six feet. I like that. I don't need you to be touchy-feely with me. Bow and let's move on our way. But, of course, the Republicans smearing the United States government like they always do make us look stupid and weak and ignorant overseas. And that's why everybody is shitting um, and stealing our lunch because we have leaders like this. It really isn't that complex, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what's so funny is that 
the more I talk about it, the more it becomes more relevant that our media is not doing their job. And the, the, instead of talking about um, what's bad for America, they talk about the ratings that Donald Trump is getting on his social network. That's a problem, right? Stand up for your country, people, and have some dignity. And if you don't, then that's fine too. But then you need to move on. You can't you can't stick around. It doesn't work that way. And by supporting our opposition, which a lot of these Republican Party members do, you know, I don't that that's why we are in the hole that we are is because we have people in our own platoon who are um, supporting and aiding and abetting the opposition. It doesn't work that way in the world of war. One more thing about Raffensperger. Today he testified um, and also his wife did. Now I'm not sure if this was the, with the committee or with the, um, the court in Georgia regarding the fake electors, uh, but um, he testified today along with his wife who was part of this case because she was being harassed like Raffensperger um, was and I think he was the senator, state senator. I'm not sure what his title was. I keep forgetting. But um, anyway, his wife who basically was harassed and they the people who were calling and harassing her online wanted to kill her so this is how bad it got with the um, race in georgia and that was in conjunction with what rudy giuliani was doing on the front end with all the state legislators right um i know you don't want to talk to me this is what he said i know you don't want to talk to me but i need to speak with you regarding some latest information that we got which remember the latest information that he had was something that um that he found on the internet and didn't even confirm it but verify that it was real and would back up his case. That's the part that's sad. Okay, so that was Raffensperger. Now I'm just going to go through and kind of finalize some of the things that I talked about. One thing that I want to remind everyone that Trump keeps calling this a witch hunt. And I don't know why he keeps using that medieval term, but this is not a witch hunt, Mr. President um, twice impeached uh, 45th president. This is not a witch hunt. This is an inquiry into you being derelict of duty and um, stabbing your country in the back in the worst way fathomable. And I don't know when it's going to pendulum is going to swing in the other the way you know the the weight of law and when it's going to start evening out but i think it's starting to see because people are coming out of the woodwork and they're crawling out from underneath the rocks and they are um, going to now tell the truth which always was going to happen it's just a matter of time okay so and i also wanted to say that he came out on his network dum dum 45 saying that he doesn't didn't even know cassidy hutchinson right like he didn't know um the porno star um stormy daniels but um his lawyer i can't remember his name um knew who she was because he paid her off right 
And um, so he did know her. She even um, had a composite drawing of his penis. And she said it looked like a mushroom. So she knew you. She knew you. She knew what your wiener looked like. So maybe she didn't know what your face looked like because it is always so different based on the day. And unfortunately, we've been witness to that. But um, so you did know her like, you know, Cassidy Hutchinson, who was in the room. But of course, the king doesn't notice, you know, the serfs that are running around taking care of them. He only sees what he wants to see. Oh, my God. I can't even believe I'm saying this. Okay, so once again, remember, um, the committee hearing is on July 12th, and it is going to be another interesting day because Pat Cipollone is actually going to be a American and tell the truth. He's no hero, so he doesn't get that title. What he is is a um, an accomplice at this point. So if he doesn't want to be an accomplice anymore, he can come out, tell the truth, what he knows that Donald Duck said in those meetings, and we could just end this and be over, and then the America can move on, and we can learn from our mistakes, hopefully, if we're not wiped off the map, wiped off the face of the, um, of the map, because um, Russia is getting upset that Donald Trump is not the president anymore, right? Because his partner in crime for some reason, soulless down the river. And now we're having to um, take these punches from Russia, saying that they want to um, drop a nuclear bomb on us. I mean, it's unbelievable. Okay, everyone, I will talk to you tomorrow, and stay tuned. It's going to get interesting.